0: Praise the Lord. For today's meditation, let us open our Bibles together to Psalm 18. The heading of the psalm says, This is a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who addressed the words of this song to the Lord on the day that he rescued him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. This is a long psalm. It contains 50 verses and we will be dividing it into two meditations as we study the psalm. Deliver is one of the key words that is used in this psalm. It is found both in the title as well as in numerous verses. And this was a great memorial song that was sung in Israel at that point of time when they rehearsed and memorized the various mighty acts of God on their behalf and on behalf of the king that God had chosen for them. The beginning and the end of the psalm is like a worship scene, a doxology, a portion where the Lord is exalted He is worshipped and he is praised. In the psalm you can see both a worship mode as well as recollecting and remembering the mighty works of God. Remember, the focus of the psalm is on the Lord who graciously did mighty acts on behalf of his servant David. And it reminds us as to what he can do for us today if only we can trust him and obey him. For today's meditation, we will look at Psalm 18 verses 1 to 27 and hopefully tomorrow we will look at Psalm 18 verses 28 to 50. The first portion of the Psalm, the Psalm can be roughly divided into three or four sections. And the first section of the Psalm is Psalm 18 verse 1 to 19 where the theme of the portion of the Psalm is, When we call upon the Lord, He delivers us. Psalm 18 verses 1 to 19, the theme is, that of deliverance that we receive from the Lord when we call upon his name. In Psalm 18 verses 1 to 3, David expresses his love for the Lord. If you read the Psalm, it goes like this. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. When he says these loving words, the word that he uses in the first verse, I love you Lord, that word essentially means to love deeply, to have compassion. In fact, it is related to the Hebrew word for womb and it describes an engulfing, endearing love. It's a kind of love that a mother has for her baby as well as a love that a father has for his children. And it is the love that the Lord had for the chosen people of Israel. It's a deep and fervent love. And that is the kind of love that God wants to have from each one of us. That's the kind of love that we all should have for the Lord. Now, David, in verse 1, he expresses his love. In verse 2, in declaring the Lord to be all those things, rock, fortress, deliverer, refuge, shield, salvation, stronghold, he is talking the words of faith. And in verse 3, he has the concept of hope. So we see love, faith and hope coming together. He says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I will be saved from my enemies. David expresses all these using metaphors that we see here. He's a, God is a rock. He's a uh, speaking of strength and stability. He's a place of refuge, a fortress. Pictures God as a stronghold, like a city that is built on a hill. Shield talks about God's protection. You see, the Lord Himself was David's shield. That's why he could run against Goliath and expect to survive because he knew that he had divine protection. And the word horn refers to strength. This is the kind of God whom we are worshipping today, my dear friends. A God who is not just an absentee person from our life, but he is a very present help in our troubles. He is a person who is our strength. He is our stronghold. He is our protection. He is the one who is near to us. He is our salvation. After expressing his devotion to the Lord, David now continues to express his distress. The current state that he is in, in verses, Psalm 18, verses 4-6, to 6, He talks about the distress that he is currently in. And in this section of the psalm, David says, I am a man who is completely hemmed in on all sides. I am caught in a trap. I am bound with cords. And I am thrown into the confusion of Sheol. Very strong words are used here. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. That's what David is saying. And finally he says, in my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. From his temple he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. Hallelujah. When David called, God began to act on his behalf. And in verses 7 to 19, Psalm 18 verses 7 to 19, we we see the great deliverance that God did for David. That deliverance is depicted in these huge verses as a storm. The implication there is, very strong words are used there. The implication there is, the Lord had been long-suffering with the enemies of David, but now his anger arose and he began to shake things like an earthquake or an erupting volcano. God essentially came down in a storm like a warrior in a chariot. I am not reading those verses, but kindly go through verse 7 to 19 and you will see very strong word pictures as to the power of God. When God arises in his wrath this is the kind of word imagery that the lord wants us to understand about his anger and his wrath you see he began to shake things he came down in a storm like a warrior in a chariot carried along by a cherub he went on he marched against the enemies he was accompanied by darkness rain wind hail thunder lightning all this happened Because David called upon the name of the Lord. At the right time, God reached down and delivered David. Psalm 18 verse 16 to 19 talks about that deliverance. God was long-suffering with the enemies of David. David himself was quite long-suffering with them. But at that time, at the time that God had appointed, he himself went forth and did a mighty deliverance. Let us read Psalm 18 verse 16 to 19. And the word says, He sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. I was about to sink into the waters, but the Lord drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. David acknowledges that his enemies were always too much for him, whether it be Goliath or whether it be Saul or whoever it came against him, he knew that he was outnumbered and he was powerless. His defense was purely in the Lord. Verse 18 says, They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. The enemy fell down in defeat, and David stood firm, supported by the Lord, all because he found refuge in him on the day of trouble. Psalm 18 verse 1 to 19 talks about the deliverance that we receive from the Lord, and verses 19 to 27 talks about the reward that we receive from the Lord. The theme of the psalm suddenly shifts, and that verse nineteen that we see there, he says, David says, he brought me into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Now this is an affirmation of the righteousness of David. The word distress that is used in verse six means to be in a tight place, to be in a cornered. The enemies of David had cornered him, had hemmed him, but when the storm was over. David found himself in a large place where he could take large steps of faith in loving the Lord and in serving the nation of Israel. God delighted in David knowing that he was maturing in character and in obedience and in service. Especially in the times of his trials, God enabled David to increase. That is why in verse 19, David says, he brought me out into a broad place. Earlier, if I was in a tight corner, now I am in a broad place. The Lord has enlarged my capacity. Often it happens that trials have a way of enlarging our spirit's capacity more than even the good things that happen to us, the so-called good things that happen to us. In the times of trials, we find that our hearts are enlarged. We emerge out of the trials with a greater love for the Lord and a greater compassion for the people who are suffering. You see, the same thing was happening here. David Was faithful to the Lord. If you read verse Psalm 18, verse 20 to 24, the Word of God says, "The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, He rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord; I have not wickedly departed from my God. For all His rules were before me, and His statutes I did not pull away from me. I was blameless before Him. I kept myself from my guilt." And so the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. You see here, David was faithful to the Lord and the Lord faithfully cared for David during this time. David knew God's law and obeyed it even during the times of his exile when he had he really had no obligation or reason to Look at the law and obey it, but even in the tight times of his life, he made sure that he was close to God and he obeyed the law of the Lord. Psalm 18 verse 20 and 24 both talk about a reward that comes from God. The theme of this section of the psalm is God is a rewarder. When we are faithful to him, he rewards us. And David's self-vindication there is, he talks about the cleanness of his hands, he talks about keeping the ways of the Lord, He talks about not departing wickedly away from him. He talks about abiding in his word, that he was blameless and guiltless before God. Today, my dear friends, the Spirit of God is given to us so that we can walk in the ways of the Lord as he guides us. Psalm 18 verse 25 to 27 talks about the nature of God in dealing with men. And the word of God says, with the merciful you show yourself merciful, with the blameless man you show yourself blameless, with the purified you show yourself pure, with the crooked you make yourself seem tortuous. for you save a humble people but the haughty eyes you bring down. In New Testament also we see a similar poem that is mentioned by Paul in Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 to 13. And the word says, if we be dead with him, we shall live with him. If we suffer, we shall reign with him. If we deny, he will also deny us. If we do not believe, he abides faithful because he cannot deny himself. These are valuable passages that teach us the nature of God and the love of God. The way we relate to God and the way we relate to people can determine how the Lord relates to us. That is the essence of this passage. Psalm 18 verses 25 to 27. David was merciful to his brethren. He was merciful to Saul. God was merciful likewise to David. David was loyal. He was blameless before God. And God was faithful to him and kept his promises to bless him. David was not sinless, but he was blameless in his motives. He was pure in heart. And the pure in heart are those people whose hearts are wholly dedicated to the Lord. Saul had been devious in his dealings with God He was devious in his dealings with David as well as with the people. But David was honest and straightforward. Yes, he went through early periods of lying and immaturity. But soon he learned that faith is living without scheming. You can plan, but we should not scheme. Faith is living without scheming, allowing God to take control. God meets our perverseness and crookedness with his own shrewdness. The word says with the crooked you make yourself seem tortuous Dearly beloved God's character and his covenants never change The summary of this passage is his dealings with us are determined by the condition of our hearts God does not change but he deals with us according to our heart conditions And that fact that we read in the psalm should create in us a desire for having a heart that is Transparent and right with God. Psalm 18, verse 1 to 18, teaches us that prayer is answered and God does indeed deliver us. Psalm 18, verses 19 to 27 reminds us that faithfulness is always rewarded in great ways by our God. In the next two sections of the psalm, we will remember and we will study that God equips us when we submit to him and he is to be praised at all times. May the Lord richly bless us through the meditation of the Scriptures. Praise the Lord. For today's meditation of the Scriptures, let us turn to Psalm 18 and continue from where we stopped yesterday. In today's meditation, we will meditate upon Psalm 18, verses 28 to 50. Psalm 18 is a psalm of praise and victory, and it was written and sung after the Lord made David the king. Over all of Israel and gave him the victory over his enemies. And to recollect from what we studied yesterday, what we meditated upon yesterday, verses 1 to 18 of Psalm 18 teaches us that God answers prayer and delivers us. Verses 19 to 27 reminds us that our faithfulness to God is always rewarded in great ways by our God. In today's meditation, we will look at uh, two sections of this Psalm, Psalm 18 verses 28 to 45 where we learn that God equips us and trains us when we submit to him. And the last portion of the psalm, which is a doxology, comes at the end of the psalm where psalm 18 verses 46 to 50, and there it is a praise and worship to the Lord who does all these things for us. Let's turn to psalm 18 verse 28 to 45. Now, if you read this particular portion of the psalm, we understand that while God allowed the enemy to oppress David, and eventually God actually delivers and rewards David. But during this time, during this period of life, God used this period to equip him and prepare him for the rest of the fruitful years of his life. Very often when we face tremendous trials and temptations and difficulties and chastening, and when we go through that unpleasant wilderness experience of our life, Dearly beloved, please understand that we are being schooled and trained by God. God takes time to prepare his children. He takes time to prepare his beloved ones. 13 years was taken by God to prepare Joseph for that blessed time in Egypt. 40 years was God's training time for Moses. These were not mean people, but they still had to undergo that training under him. 40 years was taken by the Lord for Joshua. Likewise, we see that David himself, during the times of his exile and during the times of his estrangement with Saul, God taught him and helped him and eventually made him the man that he was. The images in these verses reveal God developing a great warrior, a person who was a compassionate leader of Israel and more than anything, he was a godly man who looked to God and who trusted him and who worshipped him. When we turn to Psalm 18 verses 28 to 30, it shows the ways in which God helped David during this period. And the Psalm reads like this, For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. God lit his lamp and shone his light. When David was going through the periods of darkness, God was very real to him. We know, according to the scriptures, in him was light and that light was the life of men. That's what it says about Jesus. While David faced dark times, God became his morning light that ended his darkness. When we are with God, even the darkest moments of our life, we still have the light of God that shines for us and in us. Verse 30 says his way is perfect, his word is true, and he is a shield for all who take refuge in him. My dear friends, during the times of our darkness, may the Lord be our light. May the way of the Lord, the word of the Lord be the path that we chose to travel upon. In Psalm 18 verses 29 and verses 31 to 35, we see how God was equipping David during this time. Verse 29 says, For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. Verse 31 says, For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure upon the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand supported me and your gentleness made me great in these verses we understand a true picture of how god was at work equipping and training david you see here verse 35 says verse 34 says god trained him to fight the battles he trains my hands for war Why was this battle raging on? Because God was training the person who has to be in the forefront of the battles for Israel. He wanted to use David as a person through whom God will accomplish mighty victories. But before that happens, he had to go through a training period. Verse 30 says, Because David trusted in the Lord, God enabled him to run, to leap, to fight and defeat the enemy. He could run through a troop and scale a wall or leap like a deer upon the mountains. And these are spiritual pictures that we understand about how God equips us, equips us for each and every trial and each and every difficult situation in our life. As we can say, along with the, uh, uh, Paul who wrote the epistle, we can say, through Christ we can do all things. Through him who strengthens me, by, me, by God we can run against a truth. By God we can leap over a wall. By God, we are enabled to do all those things which we naturally would find so difficult in our life. He's the one who equips and trains us. God trained him to fight his battles. Why? Because he wanted to protect Israel as a nation. And David was the one to lead Israel so that they could accomplish his purposes here on this earth. David did not invade the other countries just to add territory to his kingdom. Whatever land he gained was a result of his defeating the enemies that first attacked Israel. Verse 35 says, You gave me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand upheld me. Your gentleness made me great. This is a very tender verse of the psalm. David was essentially protected. He was given a shield of the salvation of God. He was upheld by who? By the right hand of God. That's a picture of Jesus Christ upholding David. And the word says, verse 35 says, your gentleness made me great. God's gentleness, his patience while he is training us, makes him to not give up in between the training, seeing our mistakes. He is long-suffering towards us. He patient while dealing with us. He trains us with a lot of patience. He is not frustrated by our mistakes, but he sees that the training is accomplished in our life. And finally, the word of God says, at the end of the training, he makes us great. Your gentleness has made me great. Every child of God who has had a fruitful life can look back and say, whatever I have accomplished, it is because my Lord has upheld me. He has supported me. It is his gentleness. While I was weak, he was strong. In my weak moments, I trusted him and he saw me through. You see, this is what we need to understand about our God. God's gentleness is Patience, that is actually what makes us great when the training is over. David's wilderness life was all about that training by God. It was all about a period of submission to God. God used these low years of his life in order to train him and to equip him. Before a horse can be chosen to pull a king's carriage, he has to learn a perfect submission to the master so that he will not do his own thing, but rather he will be submitted to the one who is his master. Likewise, before David could be entrusted with the kingdom, he had to be schooled in the Lord's training academy. You see, the word gentleness here means condescension. God condescended to look down and call David. He was not worthy. David was not worthy of even the least of God's mercies. But still God condescended to look down upon him and call him. He bent down to mold David. It says in verse 35, his very hand was used by God to mold him. He reached down and saved David. And finally, in verse 39 to 45, we see about the God who came down and lifted David up onto the throne. In some ways, it reminds us that Jesus, the Son of David, this is what he did when he stepped down to come to this earth. As a servant, in the form of a servant, he died for our sins so that he could raise us all to glory, so that we could be sons along with him. Psalm 18 verses 36 to 45, the next section of the psalm, talks about the ways in which God favoured David by giving him victory against all his enemies. Verse 36 talks about a stability and an enlargement. It says, you gave a white place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. Verse 37 to 38 talks about a perfect success in warfare. Till the enemies were utterly destroyed, David was able to pursue them. He was able to overtake them and he did not turn back until they were consumed. He completely exterminated them. They were not able to rise. They fell under his feet. That's what the word of God says. Verse 39 says, For you equipped me with strength for the battle, for you made those who rise against me to sink under me. Even in the times that David is recounting or recollecting his victory, he acknowledges that it is only because of the Lord that he was able to have any victory in this life. Psalm 18 verse 40 to 42 says, it's a description of the state of the enemies of David. Verse 40 to 42 says, both the enemies outside and enemies within, they cried, but there was no answer for them. You made my enemies turn their backs to me. The enemies fled before me. Those who hated me, I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. That shows that there were two kinds of people, the ones who cried for help, but none were there to save them. That means it's a reference for those people who are outside the kingdom. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. That is a reference to the people who were within the kingdom who were against David. In either case, we see that God gave David the ultimate victory, both over the Gentile nations as well as the detractors of David within the kingdom. Verse 42 says, I beat them fine as dust before the wind, I cast them out like a, the mire of the streets. It's a picture of a perfect victory that God had given to his child. In verse 39, we see that it is God who equipped David and he made the nations and peoples subject to him. Verse 43-45 to says, David was made the head of the nations. The nations served him in fear. The foreigners were afraid of him because they knew that God was with him. This, dearly beloved, is the difference that happened for David. What was so special about David? Because he was on God's side and God was on his side. He was surely a person who was thrust forth by God. He was a person who was empowered by God and therefore God gave him a perfect victory. And the others were afraid because they knew that God was with him. The favor of God is the thing that accomplished all these mighty victories for David. Finally, we come to the last part of this psalm. For the one who has been delivered by God, the one who has been rewarded by God and one who is trained and equipped by God, what was David's response to God in Psalm 18, verse 46 to 50, we see that David magnifies God and worships him. And we are called to do the very same thing in our lives. Let us read those verses, beautiful verses. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation. The God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me who delivered me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You rescued me from the man of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. You see, David did not take things into his own hands, but he allowed God to vindicate him when the time was right. And David, when he sings these verses or he says these verses aloud, it is a sharp contrast to the Gentile kings of those times who will stand up and give a reco- and recount a list of all their victories and accomplishments and never once will the name of the deity be mentioned. But in this case we see that David, after every accomplishment he is recounting, he says, it is the Lord who gave it to me. David gives all glory and attributes all his victories to the Lord. And I believe it is this heart attitude of his that made him a man after God's own heart. In the last verse, David says, His steadfast love is shown to his anointed, to David, and his offspring forever. That word forever talks about the promised Messiah that eventually would come. And he knew that he would reign forever and ever. It's a picture of the Lord Jesus that we see in this particular verse of the Sand as it comes to a close. Dearly beloved, as we meditate upon this Sand, let us thank the Lord who delivers us when we call him, who rewards us when we are faithful to him, who trains us as we submit to him and who is glorified in and through our lives as we worship him. May the Lord bless us through the meditation of the scriptures.